Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today's episode is possibly one of the funniest episodes. L- Lunatig Ivy Kirk of the erotica novel, time-traveling novel, Time Bangers, One Does Not Simply Walk Into Two Door. I hope I said that right, but so much fun. So much fun. I won't lie. So much fun was had in this episode. This is one of the funniest episodes, if not the funniest episode of the Let's Chat that's ever been recorded. And it's one of the most fun experiences I've ever had doing the podcast. I just feel like a kinship to the, these two ladies. Like, we are, we're all cut from the same cloth. They're so funny. And it's also really great because they're best friends. And there's just something cool about talking to two best friends. There's, like, a little secret language they have. So it wasn't like Ivory was funnier than Luna or vice versa. Like, they are both funny in, way, in such different ways. They're definitely coming back to the show. You should go buy their book. Time Bangers is on the old Amazon. You can follow the Time Bangers thing on Twitter at Time Bangers. Follow Luna and Ivory on Twitter because their Twitter feed is fucking funny too. Luna's at Luna Teague and Ivory is at Ivory Kirk. Um, I think it's Ivory and you go, they're just, they're just so nice. I, I, I really can't wait to do this again. They also both have websites. There's IvoryKirk.com and LunaTeague.com. The big takeaway is just go to timebangers.com and buy their book on Amazon. I'll put links in the show description. And uh, I really just had a, I can't even, I keep, I can't stop saying this enough of how much fun I had. I hope you're going to have fun listening to it. We met on Twitter and it, it we talk about it in the episode, I won't give it away now, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty raunchy episode. So if you don't like uh, dirty words, don't listen to this episode. Also, I just want to give a quick plug to my amazing podcast network for being featured on iTunes, The Misfits Network. The Misfits Network has been fucking, it's been awesome. I've had so many opportunities ever since I joined this network. My downloads have been skyrocketing. I've getting connected to guests I'd never thought I would ever have in the show. And it's great to see everyone on the network uh, doing great. So go find The Misfits Network on iTunes and their website, themisfitsnetwork.com, and Share it. Write us a review. Hook it up. They've been so great to me. And uh, it's a free podcast. So even if you want to just give us an old RT on the old Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast, like us on Facebook, facebook.com, and just check out the Misfits Network. That's all we ask. And if you really want to, if you really are like me, just like compelled, go to timebangers.com afterwards and buy a copy of Time Bangers. One does not simply walk into Tudor. Tudor? Tudor, I think. They're the history nerds. And by the way, these might be the two nerdiest people who've ever been on the show. And I mean that with nothing but love. They are... I know I just kind of talked a big circle, but I, I just have to say it again. I had so much fucking fun recording this episode. Ivory and Luna also are not our first erotica authors on the show. This is the third one. Uh, we had two episodes ago last Monday. Christoph Paul, a.k.a. Mandy DeSandra, who wrote the Kirk Cameron erotica novel that was... Blowing up on the internet was just on. If you go back in the archive, you can find the amazing Blue, Car- Blue Carson. Anyway, let's get to it. It was around the time of uh, the Michael Brown shooting, Uh and it was like this big old security guard, and he's like, 
Not for nothing. That Michael Brown. I was like, sir, and I like, I just started this job. I jumped him like, sir, I just don't think this is an appropriate time for us to talk about that right now. I, like, I just shot him down right there. I was like, I don't care what you're going to say, but I assume it's going to be horrible. Yeah, then, it's just going to be yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been sagging his pants. I'm like, yeah, we all deserve to be shot in the head for having our pants a little low. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I've committed worse offenses than that, like, today. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll put over a fe- oh God, please! I've I've never murdered anyone that I know of. But yeah, I never have. Oh my God, you guys! Good job, us. Well, I never murdered anybody that I liked. <laughs> Not quite as good, but almost. Right. I, would, I guess I, I hope I haven't killed anyone. I mean, I would. I'd be the last one, <laughs> right? Well, and there's also I, a difference between killing somebody and straight up murdering them. I mean, yeah, I've hit some things them. in my car and just didn't look. Right? <laughs> like, don't um, we all do that? Or, or, you know, transmitting diseases or something. Maybe you gave some poor person a cold and they were secretly an alien and had no defenses against it. I mean, you know. Oh, I thought you were going to go right. like the STD route. I'm like, thanks for I thought thinking so too. <laughs> that I would have had enough sex to have an STD. <laughs> that herp, though. Yeah, that, that, that herp. <laughs> yeah, no, um... Well, the, I'm so glad you guys came on, and I, I should explain why to the listener, uh, because I don't know how Twitter works. I, I followed you, you followed me. I don't remember exactly what happened. And yeah. then you guys were funny, and then I went to bed, and then I woke up, and there's 27 at replies of, the, of you two uh, <laughs> with uh, the Blue Carson and something about <laughs> Disney characters and just weird sex shit. And I was yeah. like, oh, and poop. And poop, and I was like, "Oh my god, I they need to come on the show." I, don't, I this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever woken up to in my entire life. Aw, aw, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What? What just happened? I don't know these people. Why are they talking to me about Disney princesses? Why are they right up my alley?" <laughs> I really don't need that much provocation to go down weird paths. Good. Uh, it took me a long time to get comfortable on the show to start doing that. I'm way more comfortable with that now than I was back in uh, – God, even when Blue Carson came on, I was like – I'm like, all right, she's an erotica, Arthur, but we're not going to talk about sex. I'm going to do it differently, which is more uh-huh. of uh, my mom's listening to the show. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but now, mom, if you're listening to this one, just turn it off. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Carol. <laughs> and, yeah, we've, me, my mom and I have already had that talk. I was like, just don't listen to certain episodes. If you're going to be uncomfortable by it, just just don't listen. It's very easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I want my mother reading all of the hot lesbian sex scenes I've written. Um, or at least if she's going to, I don't ever want to know that she has. Right. Um, so I did tell a select couple of my coworkers, and one of them uh, told her boss, who was a director above, like, my group, and I, she didn't tell my boss, which that would have been crossing a line, I think. And so she was talking to me the other day, and she was like, well, I kind of had to tell so-and-so, um, but he was wondering if, like, if he bought a copy, would you, would you autograph it? And I was like, I would probably autograph it, but I don't want, like, to ever have confirmation that he read it. Does, 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 would that matter to your job? Like, you can't get fired for the, uh, for, uh, for time bangers, could you? I don't think so. Cannot be. Yeah, I don't believe that it's ever going to be an issue for, for me, because A, if it labors in obscurity, then I think I've taken plenty of precautions to distance myself from my employer, which is a, a large company. Um, and, I mean, basically, I'm using a pseudonym. I never make reference to the field I'm working in. You know, I'm in finance, but I'm not in a financial company. 
So I think as long as I'm being discreet, there's no reason that they could object to this. And I mean, if it were to knock wood ever get really big, then people were going to know anyway. So I can't see. I mean, com- I hope companies don't care. I feel like as long as you're not like so this, your ivory from this company, then it's like whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, coworker, you want to read this, uh, like, lesbo scene and, you know, give me some feedback? See, it's hard, right? Isn't it hard getting – it's it's easy to do something, but it's hard to get it. You have to cross the hurdle of people you know. And then people you know from, from like, you half know. Strangers, it's fine. It's just, like, the people that you half right. know, it's all about getting – it's like the kid you went to high school with. Be like, oh – Okay. Yeah, when I first start, when we first started working on this, and it was mostly conceptual, and we had just like a few chapters written, and we were kind of experimenting with the concept, I was really uncomfortable to tell my friends. And now I'm just like, "Hey, mother-in-law, would you like go pre-order the ebook so that we can try to boost <laughs> our sales ranking?" Hey, tell your sisters to all order it too. Well, with the. Uh... The Fifty Shades of Grey boom, I think it's like what people are way more open about. That is true. No. Yes. I think that is the major contribution. I'm not a fan of Fifty Shades, but I... Um, oh, my God. Somebody I really like at work told me today that she uh, that she really likes it. And you know what? The thing is, I'm good friends with her like in a work context, and I don't think it's worth making somebody feel bad, but I did kind of think, oh, that's too bad because there's like other better stuff you could be reading. But anyway... Um, but yeah, um, I'm not a fi- shade of, uh, a shade of 50 fans. I'm not a, uh, a fan of 50 shades, but I do think that it's big contribution was to kind of pull erotica into the mainstream and to make it something that it's okay for people to talk about and to admit to reading. But that movie was so bad. Oh, I, God, I haven't see- seen it. I have not seen it, but I want to know if it's just like all tape and hardware stores, because that's as far as I got in the first book. So that's all I know. I actually managed to finish the first two books because someone gave them to me for free at a science convention, no less. I pirated um, my copy. Um, but um, I'm the just second kidding, book, I, I, just, I was literally skimming it just to try and, like, and I was skipping all the sex scenes because they were incredibly boring. And I'm like, I can't fap to this. This is useless. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought well, it's hard to do that without an NC-17 rating these days. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's probably true. And he didn't see, and the dude never showed his de- his dong at all. Like, if you're going to this movie about sex, like, go all out, guys. Let's see. Let's full Monty. Right. Also, especially since the book is ostensibly, you know, and the movie should be for mostly female readers slash watchers. That's right. a very important part. The Christian Grey flavored popsicle uh, is practically its own character in the books. Wait, I like I how you uh... call his penis a popsicle. Oh, that's oh, okay. a quote from like, the book. Oh, really? Oh, Wait, are you kidding? I wish I wish I was. I really wish I was. But yes, she, uh, Anna, Anastasia Rose Steele refers to it as her very own Christian Grey flavored popsicle. But like, does she know that um, sex organs aren't freezing? Um, since he was supposed to be a vampire, since it was Twilight fan fiction, and oh. their skin is cold and, and hard as yeah. marble, apparently, well, in theory, it should have been freezing. So the science holds up in Fifty yes, Shades. Yes, yeah. Although one would assume that maybe E.L. James should have taken out the vampire aspects of Wait, the what? fiction. <laughs> so, so their their flesh is hard as marble because yeah. I feel like that's not good for your internal organs. Like I wouldn't have sex with that, especially like with a cold dick. Who wants that? So that would do some damage to her downstairs. Yeah, that's yeah, not erotic. Not not nearly as much as the the vampire half vampire baby 
that happens in the Twilight books. That so again, terrible. there's that. The thing about the movie is those two actors, it was so clear that they hated each other. Oh, yes. It was Old like... press too. I don't know that her name, the actress. Um, She was good, I guess. But, she's somebody... Um, she's uh, Dakota Johnson. She's Don Johnson's daughter. Oh, wow. Oh. You know, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion. Like, I mean, I, I just thought she was a little too, like... I kind of... Ref- it's such a hard thing to say without it sounding the wrong way. She was just too, like, what I would call, like, a beard... Like, uh, <laughs> gay men would say she's beautiful. Like, she's not ugly. She's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. But she was, like, just too thin and didn't look like a real person. So it was just kind of, it was weird. You're, like, kind of, like. Words, be- she's the American ideal for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so actually that's pretty accurate to the books. It's really funny how often Anastasia assumes that she's unattractive because she's so thin. And it's like, yes, Lord knows having gigantic blue eyes and being stick thin is not at all a thing that we celebrate as yeah. beauty in our culture. Yeah, like, uh, I was like, oh, I'm beautiful, but I think I'm ugly. I'm like, I've seen that movie before. Can we just stop it? I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So here's my next question about Fifty Shades. Does Christian Grey, since he's like a billionaire and stuff, does he pay for Anastasia's bowel resection after um, <laughs> the bubble dick? I could only assume so. Okay, great. Because he, it's only fair. Really, he could probably afford some kind of crazy cybernetic prosthetic butthole. Right. Thing. Um, so guys, I'm done on the podcast. My goal was just to say the words Bowery section, and so like I'm out now, gotta bounce. I, I thought we're here to plug the uh, Dawson's Creek podcast. <laughs> plug the Dawson's Creek podcast and our butts. Oh yeah, so tonight, uh, so they're actually recording in the other room, and I just realized I'm talking way too loud. Oh wait, those um, are your fr- the Dawson Creek. They're recording simultaneously. Yeah, um, so... Simultaneous podcast, baby. How do we, how do we, like, somehow I guess I was vaguely trying to be discreet about it, but, uh, one of the podcasters for that, uh, for that podcast, one of the podcasters for that podcast, uh, is my husband. Podcast myself. So they're in the other room recording in our library, which is actually the second bedroom in our house, and we just call it a library. Whatever, (laughs) it sounds fancy. There are a lot of books in there. That's true. Um... Yeah, so they're recording in the other room, and Eric, te- uh, Josh texted Eric earlier and told him that he had a surprise for him, uh, because earlier Josh and I were talking about uh, maybe after we're done in Indy, going to driving out to Wilmington, North Carolina, which is where they filmed Dawson's Creek, going on the Dawson's Creek tour of like filming locations, and then coming back to Kansas City, um, and so he's going to tell. Eric about the possibility that this could happen so we can get his reaction live on the podcast. Wilmington is actually really beautiful. I've been there is a couple it? times. Like, like you'll actually get there and be like, huh, this joke really backfired because it's beautiful beaches. And it sounds awesome. It's <clears throat> fucking, it's got like four separate air, da, ta, is it four downtowns? I've only been twice, but like mm-hmm. I remember going down there and being like, holy shit, why do we make fun of North Carolina? This is gorgeous. I've only been to Charlotte before, and I've never been through, like, Appalachia or anything. So I'm kind of looking forward to the drive from Indianapolis to Wilmington. And then we have, like, three different choices for how we want to go back. And they're all about 18 hours. So if we end up doing it, it'll be kind of fun to decide whether to go through, like, Georgia, go the southern route, or go through, like, uh, Kentucky and stuff. And it'll be kind of neat. My my good buddy uh, Jeff Toll, who's been on the show a couple times, he was on once, uh, he used to work on Revolution and Royal Pains and all the shows that used to film down in uh, Wilmington before they oh, cool. all moved to Texas. So then he left. 
Stupid Texas. Because Texas. Yeah, those jobs sound so insecure. Like, you know, it's like, oh, work here for a year. By the way, we're moving to Texas, and you just moved here for this. But we're here mm-hmm. to talk about your book, not Jeff. Yeah, sorry about that. No, I'm no, like, please, tangent to okay. Jeff. <laughs> Wait, so no, you I'm just kidding, man. I love you, Jeff. Are you really that big a fan of uh, Dawson's Creek? Um, I think the podcast – so uh... – Eric always had a thing for uh, Katie Holmes, and so that was like really because but... she's like another beard. She's so like yeah. Yeah, I have never. I've you know, no offense to him. You know, I know a lot of people really like her, and I think there are moments in Dawson's Creek where she does okay. But she was never one of my favorite characters on that show, and I'm just not a big fan of her in general. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever even seen Dawson's Creek. Yeah, well, it's basically no, there's no reason to for you. Um, basically, their podcast is a couple of middle aged men uh, talking about a 1990s teen soap opera, is, you know, essentially. That does sound like reality, though. Don't worry. <laughs> they uh, basically they pick a random episode. So they have this complicated, well, I don't know. They have this chart of like all the episodes and then they roll dice each time to determine a random episode that they will watch completely out of context. So a lot of it is them just going, what the fuck is going on? Wow. And you're married yeah. to one of these dudes? Yeah. And you've just His admitted name's that. Dawson and he's from the Creek. <laughs> it is That's my nightmare. <laughs> Your husband is James Vanderbeek. <laughs> I wish he's I actually from the town next to where I grew up. So holy shit! Oh, that's awesome. He always lived in our shadows. Like, oh, James Vanderbeek used to come here. I'm like, well, I, I never saw him. You asshole! I don't care. Him and his weird squinty face. I know. And his giant head. <laughs> he's actually pretty. <laughs> awesome, a child molester. Wasn't one. Am I gotten the shows right? Wrong. Uh, like, I don't think anybody from Dawson's Creek. I'm thinking um, Seventh Heaven, aren't I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet so. Yeah, where the father was. Uh, yeah. Turned out to be a serious child molester. Fucked up! That'll happen. Yep. <laughs> Look at uh, Billy, good old Billy Cos. <laughs> oh my god, finally though. Finally. Some, like, actual legal, you know, substantiation for all these poor women. It's all, it's all it is, it's like, hey guys, we, we weren't lying, even though this was, we knew this for right. 30 years. <laughs> right. And I think, more, even more importantly, I think public, uh, public opinion has turned against him, so... Um, that really helps to give the victims credibility. I know, and I I liked him. You know, what? I know, right? I yeah. Didn't... Well, who doesn't fucking love Jello? I didn't pudding? like him in the later years though, because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Minus the rape, which is also a very awful thing to do. But he was just like, he would say like really racist things, but then he was black, so people would be like, "Well, that's okay," and you'd be like, right. "I don't know. That's kind of weird." <laughs> like. Well, yeah. I wrote that book, Come On, People, which was basically about how black America was failing its youth, and now I think the title has extra special significance. He was sick. Come on, people. Come on, people. Take that drink. Come on, people. Come on, people. Uh, literally, just come on the people. Well, oh, yep. God. Do you watch uh, nice. Inside Amy Schumer at all? Yes! Her Bill Cosby defense lawyer skit is just, like, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I fucking, I love her. I, mean, we just, I do too. I just saw Trainwreck and it was uh, perfect. Oh, I really want to see Trainwreck. It's, uh, it kind of made me feel like when I first saw when Harry met Sally, like just like a good rom-com that didn't hold back and what didn't uh-huh. do any of the stupid tropes. And it was just like, this is perfect. <laughs> it was dirty. It was funny. It was sweet. It kind of makes you cry a little. I was like, yes. 
I've I been hearing all good shit about it, too. What's that? Yeah. Oh, I've been hearing all good shit about it, too. I really am looking forward to it. I really like Amy Schumer, and I'm not a person who really enjoys being, like, quote-unquote, inspired by people, but I actually have to grudgingly admit that I find her kind of inspirational. Oh, she's so great. I went to the Oddball Comedy Fest uh, uh-huh. last year, and Louis C.K. was the headliner, and mm-hmm. I thought, and I, and I like him. I've seen him before and everything, but Amy yeah, Schumer me too. was funnier than him. And on that particular night, I laughed harder at her set than his. She's just, she's incredible. She's got to be awesome. And yeah. Oh, she's so great. Um, how do you guys actually know each other? For some reason, I just both assumed you were in the same uh, same town, but we're, <laughs> we're all states apart. Oh, apparently I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. <laughs> oh, um, so uh, Melissa and I met, well, technically we met at that fucking Scholars Bowl tournament when we were both in high school. Did we you say Star Wars? Did you say Star Wars Bowl? We, we met on the no. set of Star Wars. Um, I'm actually um, Jabba's little puppet friend. I knew it. How <laughs> um, do you know me? Um, I, my name is Natalie. I played a queen on, on this. <laughs> I should do better research, huh? God, I'm a piece of shit. Sorry. Ignore me. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, but no, we, um, so we actually met, like, person to person knowing who we each other was in uh in college um at the university of someplace oh i already tweeted about ku earlier yes at the university we met at ku when we were freshmen yeah oh is that where uh paul rudd went uh maybe actually he is from the area yeah him and john ham yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, he did go to KU. Yeah, I, I wish I didn't know that. I'm gonna, maybe... I thought John Hamm went to Mizzou, but um, maybe, maybe one... he even went to KU. I know, I know they're buds, but I think uh, I, I don't know why I know this Paul Rudd information. Your story is way more interesting. If oh, I the... love Paul Rudd. I'm okay with that. That would be so great. Anyway, um, so but we'd actually met not once but twice previously. Um, at the uh, State Scholars Bowl competition, um, where we were each on teams competing for the basically the Nerd Bowl trophy. Um, what she's saying is we were really popular in high school. Yes, incredibly popular, and not at all encrusted with acne. <laughs> it just sounds like an episode of Boy Meets World I'm thinking of. It, I wasn't encrusted with acne, that's her. <laughs> And what a fine crust it was. Um, no, I was the one who was fat at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, keep going. I keep interrupting your story. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, and so uh, the grand tale. Um, so uh, basically uh, the town that I grew up in, I actually grew up in Lawrence, Kansas, where KU is. And um, the high school had just split from one gigantic high school into two smaller ones. And so this was basically like the first or second year that the two high schools were competing against each other in anything. And so both of us, both of the two high schools from Lawrence were in the state's Scholars Bowl competition. And um, Ivory's um, team, were, uh, basically, I, I don't know what you guys were. Did you get knocked out early or something? I don't know. We were just like pieces of shit. Honestly, we sucked. We had no business being at state. Uh, we um, left and I think we went to like Love Garden and the Mad Greek or something. We went out for food afterward <laughs> because we were fucking losers. <laughs> um, so, uh, but what they also did in the meantime, 
um, was uh, there was this kind of waiting area um, outside the room where all of the incredibly intense competition was taking place. And um, the the people running the event had put butcher paper all over the, the tables and left out like crayons and pens and shit. So the students could draw on them, I guess, as a way of blowing off steam or yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but um, what Ivory's um, team did was to write a bunch of things saying how Free State High School sucked. <laughs> that was the other school. I'm from Lawrence High. And apparently the Free Staters saw it and assumed we had done it. <laughs> um, which, I don't know, maybe that continued uh, co contributed to us totally schooling their punk asses uh, when we went up against them and ended up totally taking state because that's how awesome I was. <laughs> high school i helped <laughs> win a state championship in the scholars bowl so emporia high school's contribution to the state scholars bowl uh competition was to purposefully incite discord between the actual like uh contenders <laughs> <laughs> i wonder why they were giving us like the stink eye the entire time i'm like what the fuck is wrong with these kids yeah, and we never pieced any of this together for a long time. It was, like, years later. Yeah, the second time we met, I was working at the Renaissance Festival, and you tried to sell me your friend, John. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. You just said a whole lot of things that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so you have to explain that, because this is not one of those piece of shit podcasts where we talk about stuff and then never explain ourselves. Keep going. Uh, oh, yeah. it's not? Oh, thank, thank you. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> I uh, said it, and it is so. Let it be. So. But broad strokes. Yes. Um. So, Renaissance festivals. Are you familiar? What's that? Every everybody knows what Renaissance festivals are. Oh yeah, okay. of course. So. Just just making sure. So, um, I worked at a Renaissance festival. I've I've actually worked at several Renaissance festivals. Um, and um. I was a, a street performer, meaning like you have an identity, like you're the fisherman's daughter or something, and you wander around and interact with people as though you are that character. Um, and I remember one day when I was wandering about the lanes of Castleton, a.k.a. Kansas City, um, I was approached by a young woman. You were in costume, I think. Your, your kind of purple dress with the pearls on it. Oh, I have no idea. Um, anyway, a, a young woman approached me with uh, a young man that she was hauling about and uh, offered to sell him to me and pointed out that he had good teeth. He does have excellent teeth, actually. What, he still what does. What race was this gentleman? Because this could go either way. No, he uh, was white. He is the whitest of the white, like yeah. strictly Northern European. And also, if he had been my nice black friend, I probably would not have made that joke. <laughs> it's still, well, you're not racist, but... I'm totally into white slavery. Shit. White That's slavery great. is all right. White slavery is <laughs> the best. Um, I'm just going to walk back on that a little bit and specify that uh, I'm actually not okay with slavery, even white slavery. Because, I mean, when you think about all those poor Eastern European women, that's white slavery. That's no, that's no good. Do Eastern Europeans count as white? Is the jury still out on that? Yeah, I think it's Mediterraneans who don't count as white. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll put up a whole big everybody. disclaimer in front of this. Like, just <laughs> It's white on white crime. It's okay. Just a bunch I of white folks have a podcast. I love Mediterranean people. I'm super into the Greeks, let's just say. Wait, um, think about yeah, butt so sex. This is butt sex. Sh shut up. Oh, my God. So much butt Why? sex. Why? You. Oh. 
Okay. So anyway, to skip forward, yeah, we we had encounters twice before we actually knew each other. And then uh, my first semester at college, I was in a really dark place emotionally. And uh, I was I was pretty depressed at the time. And I was at a school that I'd been pressured to go to. And I didn't really know anybody there. And I was really unhappy. And this friend, John, who incidentally is the same person that um, she was talking about at the Renaissance Festival. He was huzzah. in the army, and he came back to. Uh, yeah, we we heard you say huzzah. That's very nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was great. Good job, honey. Pat, Pat. <laughs> um, and he was in the army, and he came back on leave for a while and uh, visited me while he was in Lawrence visiting his mom and uh, introduced me to. Uh, he offered to introduce me to his. Uh, old gaming group from high school. And it turned out that Marissa had also joined this gaming group. So we first met in a D&D game. And this was actually the first time I had ever played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so I had known people in high school who played role-playing games, but I hadn't really played myself. Um, so the first time I met her, she basically said, hi, I'm, Mar uh, I'm whatever my name is. I almost said your name there. <laughs> Guess what, guys? We're using pseudonyms because we write time travel sex writing. Yep. Time travel, sex writing. Anyway, um, sorry. Hashtag. So she basically introduced herself to me and then told me that she was the proto man. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I really couldn't know how to take her at first. <laughs> I, I was deep within my um, let's try as hard as possible to be weird uh, stage um, since I was like, what? We were what, in 19? Yeah, we were 19. Yeah, thereabouts. Um, so, yeah, God, I would love to go into the past and slap that version of me silly, sillier. Oh, God. Well, me too. Like, I had the pink hair and all of that bullshit. It was just, it was just silly. <laughs> um, but now we're very mature people. <laughs> we're, like, grown up. That stuff never changes, right? Like that. I know. So, so most people, well, the stereotype is that you're supposed to go to college and get drunk and try to get laid. But you guys went in there and be like, let's try to be as weird as possible and play D&D. &D. So much D&D &D was played. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah. There brief go period ahead, of time when I was gaming like four nights a week. Yeah, so and then you would get up. So you would game until like 4 a.m. And then you would get up at 5 and go to work at the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yes, I worked at the Dunkin' Donuts BT dubs. You because... guys have Dunkin' Donuts out there? In oh, Lawrence, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we have, like, three in the area, and, like, regionally, I think we're pretty unique. Like, Dunkin' Donuts is mostly not a thing out in the Midwest. It's well, not yeah. good. Actually, the further north you go in the Midwest, they have more of them. My, oh, secret, my secret lair, uh, <laughs> the location, there are many Dunkin' Donuts is here. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah She's I mean... trying to be discreet about where she goes to school. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw your uh, website and your yeah. which uh yeah, you are in doctor school. Oh, uh so not uh not a doctor the way most people think of it. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm uh, a PhD candidate. Yeah, my friend of uh, my wife and I's friend she's going in for like trauma counseling for a PhD. So oh, we, re wow. we refer to it as a doctor school. And, uh, I'm going to use that from now on. I, I will exclusively uh, yeah. refer to grad school as doctor school. And her, her fiancé has, like, his uh, Ph.D. in, like, computer science. So I'm like, oh, oh how is doctor school? He's like, please do not refer to MIT like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, doctor oh, school. It. It just, it's MIT just, has you know. a sense of humor. They're doctor school. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yes. They're doctors. <laughs> yeah, doctors. Let's take out the wheeler and get some beers. 
<laughs> so you're both uh, from Kansas, as you've mentioned. Yeah. And, and yes. you, uh, Luna, are in the science world. So there yes. goes the creationist stereotype I wanted to throw on you guys. Oh, my <laughs> God. I actually uh, grew up in a um, horrifying um, fundamentalist Christian. I mean, I don't think it meets like the FBI standards for a cult, but it was kind of a cult. And they were super, super, super anti-evolution. Your parents? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, that's how I got into it, actually. It was like the forbidden fruit. So it, it, you uh, you did the opposite, right? So you uh, this this science of your rebellion. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm I was an edgy, troubled teen. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you so, know, my mom would catch me reading uh, some uh, Christopher Hitchens, and oh, <laughs> and some, <laughs> that uh, God fucking... delusion just gets you every time. Right. Um, Love... I think that was actually a big thing that kind of drew me and Luna together because we both grew up in really kind of dysfunctional. Christian fundamentalist culty families. And uh, yeah, so I think that was a big thing that we had in common and kind of drew some strength from each other in dealing with those families. So yeah, that what was a big part of our friendship. What music were you guys drawn into? Because I know Kansas had a very good music scene. Uh, Megadeth. Oh, Prince, actually. <laughs> Prince? Prince. Um, that, so, did, you, did you just say Prince? Did I hear that wrong? So, I mean, I do love Prince, but no. I do uh, Lawrence is kind of famous for having a a great alternative music scene. Yeah, because the Um, Get Up Kids are from there, and I yes, yes, they are indeed. I'm a huge fan. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice to meet somebody who knows about um the Get Up Kids. But yeah, it's uh it's a great place. So I was exposed to a lot of pretty awesome alternative music. Um, so there was at least that. I, I did have to endure a lot of country music forced on me uh, when I was at home with my family. So there was that. Was like the Get Up Kids, uh, the anniversary, is the promise ring from there? But I, I was, I'm 30, and I'm like of that elk of that like wave of like emo screamo scene. Like, <laughs> nice. I grew up right in the heart of that, and uh, still con- have connections to some of those people. Oh yeah, I, oh, I love the, all those bands. The Rainmakers are from that area, I think. I don't and, them. Um, they're, I think they're slightly older than that um and then uh who else the republic tigers um are also from there formerly the golden republic i I know omaha i'm thinking i think it's because i'm thinking saddle creek but a lot of that that's more like can that's uh nebraska rather oh that's a shit state don't go there i've been i have been (laughs) i've been to nebraska once it was uh... the dorley zoo is awesome the dorley zoo does not fuck around I'm sorry, Nebraska. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're our neighbors to the north. I've actually never been to Nebraska. I just have known people from Nebraska that I don't like. It's just it's funny because, like, the state should be so I'm in Rhode Island, which is the smallest state in the country. When you said, like, your state neighbor to the north, I would have to actively try to never leave my state. But, like, you're from the right. Midwest, so you actually could never conceivably leave your state and it. It doesn't I've not... been to a lot of places, but I've actually never been to Nebraska, and I've never been to Oklahoma. The state yeah, directly like, north and south of me. It wouldn't be like a thirty-minute drive. Like, to me, to get <clears throat> to Connecticut, it's a thirty-minute drive to the border, and that's crossing the entire state. Wow. I love Rhode Island. I used to work for this uh, propane company um, as an auditor, and so I would travel to – they had a bunch of uh, stuff out in uh, New England and also mid-Atlantic and uh, some of the northern states, like Great Lakes states. And so those were my territories. And so uh, Rhode Island was, like, my fave. I loved it there. Did you travel here? 
Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. A couple times. I moved. I, I grew up in Connecticut, so I moved here about four years ago, and did, I, I'm, in, I'm actually in Providence, so I'm in the capital. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I think when we did our Rhode Island trip, we flew into Warwick, yep. and then uh, went around to like, uh, I don't know. I, it seems like there were some towns called Kingston, maybe more yep. than one. I don't remember. Yeah, there's North Kingston, South Kingston. Yeah, there were some other places. It's been a long time. It's been like probably almost ten years now. But oh, that's so uh, cool. Yeah, I loved uh, New England. Um, the other place I went to a lot was uh, were Maine and New Hampshire, uh, and also Maryland and Michigan was the other state I went to a lot. All the M's. Yeah, 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 you're right. That's significant. This is why we're here, people. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're figuring out the shit that matters, you guys. But oh. I'm really fascinated about you guys growing up with the evangelical uh, families. Um, yeah. Not, not um, to harp honestly, on that too much. I'm... It's just, you. I, I've known people who, I, I just, oh my God. I it's hard. Like I think at one point I was definitely a staunch asshole atheist, and now I'm just like a hip and cool like whatever atheist. What's that? Is oh, that part of the you kind of have to be the asshole atheist, especially if you're coming from a, a background where you're you know you were raised in a religion that you know in the case of being female actively hated you. Um, I, I think there's you know odds are if you escape there's probably a lot of anger you have built up and it, and it takes a while to kind of work through that. I don't consider myself to be one of the asshole atheists anymore. No, no, me neither. I'm just like I'm really whatever. pretty indifferent now. Yeah, it's cool, man. Just do your thing. Yeah. Right? I have some Christian friends now. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily my very, very, very bosom friends, but I have some people that I'm really. Some friends. of my best friends are Christian. <laughs> I'm not close with anyone who is like deeply cultish religious of any religion. Oh no, no, not like that. But I have friends I'm... of all different religions. Like yeah, yeah. Well, up in the Northeast, you can't avoid Christians and Catholics. It's just right. Uh, well, oh the... god, and in the Midwest, you definitely can't. Oh god, oh. yeah. You guys do Christianity to a whole different level. Oh, the yeah. big Bartle Christ, I like to call it. Yeah, I saw Jesus camp, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, it's um horrible. Vacation and... Bible school is just a fucking thing out here, you know. Yeah, Actually, and then um, you guys also have uh, the Westboro Baptist Church, everyone's favorite yes, church in Topeka, Topeka, Kansas. Yes, indeed. Oh. I remember they first started protesting um, big events when I was graduating high school. Uh, they actually like were outside my graduation. It was awesome. What did your graduation um, do? Um, just kind of like existed. Yeah, we were just kind of like, all right, let them do their thing. This is kind of weird. Um, Why would they protest your high school? Did you guys do something that had nothing to do with anything and they were mad about it like everything else they do? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll just show up like anytime there's a large group of people, especially in their very early days at doing this. And so I think it was just one of those things where like, you know, the whole town is out. So let's let's go wave some signs at them. Also, Lawrence is a pretty liberal place. Yeah. Uh, especially for Kansas, and it's so it's the only liberal, like consistently democratic county in the entire state, uh, besides Wyandotte, which yes. is my county. The dot. The dot. Um, the dot. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think they were just looking for a large group of people who would maybe pay them some attention. That's what you yeah. guys should do to get your book out there. Just start protesting <laughs> things. Yes. Let's protest some funerals. <laughs> Whoa! I That's can, the I way can to say that. Liked. You should go protest them. No, the I West... did see them once uh, when we went to when my school went to see Treasures of the Czars. Oh yeah, that was a great exhibit. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Catherine's Catherine the Great's wedding dress was boss, you guys. So who was the uh, history nerd of the two? Um, more Luna actually. Although for this thing, um, I actually did a lot of research, so I got way more up to speed with uh, the. 
Well, this book is set uh, during Henry Tudor's reign, uh, right at the time that Anne Boleyn is going out and his third wife, Jane Seymour, is coming in. But mainly, Luna's the one who can sit there and talk with my husband for like three hours about, oh, this Welsh piece of shit did this, and then Richard III, blah, Bosworth. For people listening, I guess this should have been smart. I should have said at the beginning, which I will do because I'll do the intro. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys are actually here technically for a reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like a good podcast just has people who did something cool on talk and then maybe get a little bit about your thing. And if someone likes it, they'll go like I listen to Nerdist podcast, but I don't want to hear someone talk about their project for an hour. I just want to fucking hear you talk. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, you did that thing. I'll go check it out. And yes, it works on me all the time. I've seen a ton of movies and bought in books and done all these different types of things because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys wrote how uh, you should explain what you wrote because you guys wrote it and are probably much better explained than I am. Luna, I'm going to let you take the lead because this was, uh, Time Bangers was technically your idea originally. That's true, although I would like to say I could never have made it happen without you. Aw. Thank you. I think you're correct. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bestie. Um, so, Time Bangers is the, uh, well, properly, uh, Time Bangers Volume 1, One Does Not Simply Walk Into Tudor, is the first volume in a planned series of time travel erotica novels featuring the adventures of two best friends from college, uh, one of whom was a history major, one of whom was a physicist. Hmm. Um, right? <laughs> How crazy is that? It's not a complete analog. Dude, I was, I studied business. So, just saying. Go ahead. Asian languages, briefly. Yeah, well, I had some troubled times when I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Keep going. Who Uh, hasn't? Right? Um, And if you can't do that in college, when can you? So, um, the two of them um, basically were wild sorority party girls, and they came up with this scheme to have sex with a lot of different people. One of them is straight, one of them is an omnisexual, uh, and they recorded all of their sexual conquests and ranked all of them. Um, so not they- recorded, like, on video or anything. Right. Like, they they wrote down Yes, stuff. wrote down that they yeah. had encounters and, and labeled their subjects by numbers so that nobody's names and uh, so that that was how they passed their time in college. Then, um, after both of them graduated from uh, undergrad, they uh, they both kind of went their separate ways and eventually fell out of contact. They're reunited ten years later at a, uh, a sorority event, and uh, at that point, one of the characters, the history major, is now a kind of down on her luck single mom. The other character has become a very successful scientist, but has also um been socially isolated to the point where she can barely function in human company anymore um and so uh they they end up uh kind of reuniting and and spending a great weekend together and um then uh one thing leads to another and uh there's a time machine and uh they end up going into the past to have sex with people in a nutshell uh, so I mean, I'm just thinking of uh, a particular scene from Mallrats and Doctor Who right now. Is that any way your inspiration? Absolutely, it fucking is. Yes. Okay. Um, wait, 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 wait. Watch which Mallrats scene? I want to know very specifically because I've seen that movie so many times. Scene where uh, it's uh, they sit down with a girl on the bench and she's doing her research and she's like on days like this i put an x when i gave a blowjob a circle yes. yeah yes okay the the very scene that my brother and i were watching that movie where my dad decided to watch it and walk in like hey what are you watching 
Oh, we're gonna turn this off because you're too young to see this. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen mole rats in forever. Uh, so I want to ask you the guys the same question that I asked. Um, uh, I had a erotica author on yesterday, so I'm gonna post your episodes. Oh, like, close I haven't heard that one. Yeah, okay. It's the question: When, Lord, when? When will I see the sailboat? <laughs> I was, uh, it didn't go up yet. Mandy Desandra, she wrote that. Uh... Oh, that's oh, right. Yes. I saw that. So excited. We love Mandy. Uh, I I kind of know Mandy a little bit. Oh no way. He he was super. She. They're very wonderful. They're yes. <laughs> well, that we oh in the uh, that I'm gonna post their episode and your episode in the same week uh, within next to each other because marketing. Cool. I thought yes. So you guys yeah. Know, so Mandy awesome. in that episode we talk about how he's it, Mandy is Kristoff and uh, yes, Kristoff is awesome. Um, dude, I yeah. fucking love that dude so much. Have you read any of his books? No, I I did not even really know who he was. I was like, oh sure. Oh, this thing's viral. Okay. That's how I do this podcast. I don't care about fame. It's just like, all right, you want to talk? You look cool. And then uh-huh. I was reading some of his stuff, and I was like, I'm all about this. <laughs> he's he's really funny. His writing is fantastic. He uh, worked in a sex shop um, for a while. And so, yeah, it's just I highly recommend anything he's written, um, and, and not just um, the uh, Kirk Cameron crocoduck erotica, which is great, you know, oh, obviously. I, I have to. <laughs> uh, so I asked uh, Mandy the same question uh so you must be working some shit out with your erotica writing? <laughs> <laughs> By working some shit out? What exactly do you mean? Well, I guess it applied to what they said way better. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, wait, is this, is this a poop sex thing? Like, no, oh, no, no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> you always gotta go there, right, bitch? You're gonna always go there? Come always. on. Yeah, like, Sorry. unless, is there a part of it, it's just, like, uh, you take yourself and then write an exaggerated, like, an actor would, like, write a character, because that's what, uh, Christoph is doing with Mandy, which is really fascinating, he's taking Mandy and creating a character behind Mandy, and Mandy has all the backstory and all this stuff, and then he was talking about how some of the stuff of Mandy's character is just stuff from his own life that he's kind of working out in a, in a way that no one will ever know but him. Oh yeah, absolutely. We we drew very heavily on personal experiences um, for for kind of creating the characters. Specifically, the time travel, because I would like that to be true. Oh yes, I mean I have done so much time traveling, and it always coincides with um, my use of Ambien. Um, and then I go to different <laughs> time periods, and then I come back, and I'm in my bed. But I think that's uh, that's cool because like I <laughs> this like you I'll, I'll, like personally like so like yesterday my wife went out with one of her friends for the night. So I was home by myself all night, and um, I do this really weird thing. I don't know if you guys do this when you're alone by yourself, but I start to do this, like, I start to create a different reality for myself that would have been happened if I never had met her. And all yes! of a sudden, I'm just oh like, my God! I'm in a dirty Keep kitchen going. eating out of, like, a, a, a meat, like mac and cheese. I'm not going to use a bowl, and I'm in, like, pajamas, and I'm alone. I'm like, this would have been my life in a smaller apartment somewhere else. Oh my god, absolutely. Yes, I should probably yeah. have more fun with that, right? I should be like on a Playboy or like be like fucking Batman, but I'm like... Oh god, know. honestly, like if I did not have my husband, I would really probably just spend most of my time alone at home. And I prob- I don't know that I would even be all that unhappy doing it. I, um, yeah. I'm not really a wild girl, honestly. So dep- well, it's not- I would have died under a pile of my own filth and detritus if it were not for my boyfriend. Um, he is basically been the only reason I have survived um, all of the school um, that I've been enduring with like my humanity intact. I don't know how you, but so it's like the book must, and that's a fun time just to write out stuff that you would never do. Cause you can never go back in time and fuck people. 
Right. But it's yeah, fun. Married. You could have an open sort of thing. Yeah, sure. That too. I mean, I mean, I don't think if if you have the ability to travel to travel back in time, there, cheating is out of the question. Like you're not, you're not. It's not cheating if it's the past. <laughs> if it's in a parallel universe, it's not. Yeah, cheating. if it's in the multiverse, it's cool. That's like how that works. I just exactly. want to know, like, what kind of custodial conversation I'm going to have once I'm burying Genghis Khan's child, and then I have to like explain it to my husband. Like, how is that going to work legally? So you think do you think a baby uh, in utero could survive time travel? Shit, Leo? I have no I idea. We haven't. I saw Interstellar. Uh, so <laughs> what are you thinking? We, we don't have any plans yet to address that in the series. Just Not yet. Trying to keep so, it light. Yeah, I, mean, um, I don't know. What, what I, I in case we do want a pregnancy at some point, um, I would imagine that yes, as long as you like left the era when you were still in the very kind of early days, like maybe especially like pre-gastrulation, um, you would probably be fine. And then I imagine the baby would be okay because it would get a lot of immunities from the mother, um, so you wouldn't necessarily have to worry about the whole germ issue. Oh, uh, also, good. I think you should explain explain the term gastrulation for our listening audience. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so gastrulation. Um, also, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> oh, okay. So you guys know, right, that when um, an egg is fertilized by a sperm, um, you have to go like this: the, the uh, fertilized egg, the the two sets of DNA in it have to combine, and then that's one cell, and then that cell has to start dividing, right? To yeah. eventually make a fetus. So at that point, it's a zygote. Um, okay. And then the zygote is going to turn into a blastocyst. Yeah, I've heard that before. Okay. That and so, or excuse me, a blastula. Um, Whatever. And, Blasting. Uh, yeah. Blasts. You know, it's it's a blast. Um, and then <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know, right? Um, and so. Basically, the, um, then some fucking crazy shit has to happen, um, where the, um, kind of the developing sort of zygote thing, it, it's basically Can just I like, be honest with you? Yes. Um, I'm getting really bored with this explanation, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Can you just, like, explain it really quick? <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, the blastula is a hollow ball of cells, and to actually make all of our, like, guts and shit, it has to turn itself inside out. And that's what gastrulation is. But So that could, that could still happen, like... That so, could still happen in adulthood, is what you're saying. Right, yes. I'm so that could survive, like, a black hole or whatever your time travel me method is in your book? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, um, the time machine is actually, um, in a shower, Oh, so, all right. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right? It's yeah. When he wrote that, I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. One of my favorite lines of Thirty Rock. She's like, "You have a problem with the science of hot tub time machine?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so great. Oh, that's so great. So who are your? Um, I'm sorry. I tried to actually read the book because you guys were nice to give it to me, but I, I would, I could not open it on my computer because it's a piece of shit. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I. It's, it, everybody's been so busy recently, too. So, yeah, I kind of assumed you would not have time even to well, take a look at I would have gotten it. through the whole thing because I barely read a lot. But I, maybe I should try to open it on my Kindle. That might make more sense. Um, You can transfer the Moby file to your Kindle. and I have no idea you. what that meant. Um, so, basically, uh, I sent you – I should have sent you a couple of files. And, uh, anyway, I can explain this, like, off air so people aren't having to be like, ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, so uh, – 
Yeah, I love sure how people, anyone listening to this right now is driving in their car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Please, hey. listeners, do not steer yourself into a median. <laughs> we may only be the second worst guest on, on his podcast. Oh. We don't know yet. You clearly haven't listened to some of the old ones. <laughs> I think I've listened to like three so far. Oh my so. God, thank you. That's really nice. I listened to the Blue Carson. Actually, okay, no, no, no. I I lied. It's two because I listened to the Jurassic Park one and then I listened to the Blue Carson one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Blue is so she's so cool because like if you ever want to hear her talk more, you just type her into iTunes and she's been on a bajillion podcasts. Yeah, I saw that on her website. I was thinking about checking it out. She's, yeah, she's I, I, really nice. I, I actually kind of really want to get her audiobook because she has a very nice voice. Oh yeah, yeah, she does. I just turned around. I was like, is anyone behind me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm sitting in a, in a room surrounded by mirrors. I know who's behind me right yeah, now. That's not weird. <laughs> yeah, that's not like that's disturbing or anything. That's, that's not weird at all. <laughs> I'm not sitting in a room full of mirrors. A room full of mirrors with some pictures compulsively. <laughs> Perhaps some large dolls. Ew, what am oh, I, a fucking animal? No. <laughs> So how did you guys pick your um your time frame of what part of history to go back to? Is this something you guys actually like? And um, so we kind of decided that um since we were starting a new a new concept and we wanted we weren't sure exactly where all it was going to go when we first started and we decided to pick something that would seem really accessible to mainstream audiences because we didn't really know what we thought our core audience was going to be and we knew that uh henry tudor is a really popular topic you know there was that show the tudors and uh there have been a lot of books like uh the other bowling girl and that was made into a movie so like i think that mainstream american and other modern audiences know a decent amount about henry tudor and his wives and all of that stuff and plus we should probably clarify that we're talking about henry the eighth because henry tudor can also be used to refer to henry the seventh yeah i understand that but I, uh, yeah sorry sorry no, oh, no, no worries. Um, just, yeah, to make sure everybody knows that, yeah, it's Henry. Yeah, I know. Come on, people listening. How do you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we figured, like, in, in a lot of ways, kind of Henry VIII is a sort of nice, basic choice for someone you would have sex with going into the past. Is he nice looking? No. Oh, oh my, no. Oh, so, uh, he was in his youth, and then... Some stuff happened, and he got way gross. But so you have the time, the the way to go back in time, but you don't go far enough back to get get with him when he's good looking. Yeah, I did wonder about that decision actually on Tawny's part, but we just kind of rolled with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She wanted him between wives. That's what it was. That's uh, right. Yes. I forgot. Sorry. I love nitpicking the book I never read. <laughs> oh yeah, it works. We're rolling with it. Mm -hmm. Keep going. No, it, it, I think this is it's cool and like it's. I feel like it's gonna. It should be like a hit. I don't know I sure hope so. how literature works. I'm trying works. to keep my expectations low, but it would sure be awesome um, because I think the thing is a lot of love and effort went into this, and in the end, it ended up being such a. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of corny, but it was like just this sort of tribute to friendship in the end. Yeah. And so it's uh it was such an amazing project to be part of and to work on it, especially as somebody I've known for a really long time and who I consider my closest friend. And uh -huh. it, uh, it was just like really nice to work on that. And then to, 
to think that other people would get some enjoyment out of it or that things in it would speak to them or matter to them it really makes me feel good and when you hit like a certain age i know it's so cheesy to say it really takes effort to remain friends with people and you have to like have projects or plan things out like it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's just an excuse for a forced hang. Basically, uh, Time Bangers partially ar- arose because we were looking for a way to not fall out of touch when she moved away to go to grad school, um, to go to doctor school, I mean. Doctor school. And, yeah, doctor school. Um, so when she moved away and she got accepted and we went and searched for apartments, we went on this uh, trip with our uh, significant others to uh, go look at apartments uh, in the city that they moved to. And it was really, I think, sinking in for us. We spent like this entire 12 hour day walking around, looking at different apartments and just going all over the city, basically, and looking at stuff. And when we got back that night, we were exhausted and we went and got some food and came back. And so we were like laying there and I think it was starting to sink in that we were going to be really separated. And we, uh, and I don't know why this was what we turned to, (laughs) but we started Googling. We started Googling uh, the most unlikely erotic fan fictions we could think of. So, like, Andy Griffith and, like, uh, Angela Lansbury. Uh, what was uh, Murder, She Wrote? Murder, she wrote. Yeah, Andy Griffith like, show, Angela Lansbury crossover erotica. Yeah. Um, so we started Googling that. And then she turns to me and says, you know, I have this idea um, in kind of a joking way. And she was like, I have this idea about what if there was this girl who uh, – time traveled to have sex with people like uh it would be this like porno story and that was basically the kernel that uh time bangers sprang from the mighty tree of time bangers (laughs) so you guys are like modern day leslie nope and ann perkins yes if anyone who watches parks and recs i just assume everyone does that's a good assumption. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just had to pause for a second, and then I was like, no, it's totally obvious that I'm the Leslie. You're the Anne. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I kind of got that, too, if that's okay. I just. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, um, <clears throat> he told me earlier that I was one of the few guests who had ever showed up for the podcast on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one ever is on time for these, and I was almost late this time, and my internet wasn't working, and I kind of oh, no. freaked out. Uh, well, not a real freak out, more like, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> Hope I this actually, works. <laughs> I ran here from the lab, uh, literally ran, because I'm very fortunate in living extremely close to school. Um, so I was terrified. I'm like, oh no, I can't be late! <laughs> For this very free thing, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's okay, I, I, I think I told him, like, I think she's at the lab. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Oh yeah, because it's only eight there for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my time man i never been so acute to uh, time zones until i started doing a podcast and trying oh, to yeah, interview people in different parts of the world so do you have a lot of international guests i've only had a couple uh i mean two of them were from canada the, the farthest one was finland oh wow that was hard to figure out it was like five o'clock there and like 9 a.m here i think Whoa. Oh, when you said it was hard to figure out, I thought you meant because he was all borky, borky, borky. Yep, that's why. <laughs> he was actually from – he's from Germany and living in Finland. He was from uh, East Germany, when, and he told me some whole story about the wall. And oh, all, yeah. All that important that stuff. That was pretty awesome. But instead I asked him about like how we both loved Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Because uh, 
Did you like Cheers too? Because Cheers was my jam. No, it's weird. I never did Cheers, and I, I I've actually <laughs> think about I need to go back and do Cheers and like Taxi. When I was oh, a little taxi, kid, yeah, I never really watched a little bit I of Taxi. I totally thought Ted Danson was so handsome when I was little. He still is. I, oh, totally! Look at that white mane he has. <laughs> Silver fox. Oh god, because like we were, I. I think my first first thing I've ever loved, or ever loved and still love to this day, was like The Simpsons. So like oh God, you, yes. You look at everyone who worked on The Simpsons, and I was like, wow, a lot of these people worked on Taxi, and uh, Sam Simon worked on Cheers as well. So I was like, I should go back one day. I was forbidden to watch The Simpsons. I just assumed, but like, I, was I could too. see why, because I would imagine you would both be like the Lisa Simpson type, and yeah, I mean that as a compliment, because I, as an adult, I like Lisa more than I ever did as a child. Yeah, I literally played a saxophone in junior high, so... <laughs> Did you have a, a black friend named Bleeding Grums Murphy that died and really just taught you the blues? No, there was one black kid at my school, and she was half Indian, so... Wow, Kansas is different. Yeah. Yes. Um, there were also 30 kids in my yeah. junior high, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. Small towns. Rural. Yeah. Rural. But you guys are normal. Yeah. Well, that's a way of putting it. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm normal. I think we're all we're all hip and cool and, and happening. And so you guys actually added. Of course, uh, we are. We're on Twitter. But yeah, you, I mean, honestly, I think I don't even know the order of it. But I'm sure I was like, oh, I'd love to have. I'm pretty sure we just ended up following each other at the right time, where I was like, fuck, I need to get some guests because I'm running low. And, I, and then I sure I was like, oh, I'd love to have you on sometime. I think you're. I I don't know. I, I was talking to you, Ivory, and you were like. Oh, yeah, maybe. I was like, oh, all right. And I, Oh, yeah, the you... reason I said that was because of the other podcast that I checked out, so I didn't want to be, like, too encouraging because... Oh, you should always um, listen first, right? Yeah, like, I just wanted to vet you first, although I had a good feeling based on the weird conversation that we ended up having about, like, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, and, like, anal and well, stuff, so I thought it was going to work out okay. Well, I'm pretty sure after that, I went back and I was like, no, you have to come on the show. I don't... <laughs> right? I'm oh, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty I'm sure so that's excited. Happened. When I got that DM, I was like, I was like, I DM'd you. I was like, no, I'm like, I, maybe I didn't say no. I was like, but no, seriously, you really should come on. This was gonna be a ton of fun because you're, yeah, you guys, you two were so fucking funny. But like, aww, no, yeah, I mean, like, I, because I, I was reading the funny thing you said. Um, I'm gonna pull it up because I swear to God, I like, I love comedy and like, I think I'm funny off the cuff, but like, I can't write a joke for the life of me. Like, I don't really try, but it's just not my my strength. But hey, so I read this to my wife, and we were laughing so hard. So I'm gonna read your tweet, which I've never done on the show. This is Ivory. She says, "Me, what if, what if I can't think of what to say on the let's? Nope, that's the wrong one. Isn't it better if I pull up the right one? Ah, yeah, you know, tonight non-linear stuff. <laughs> Here we go. Tonight at Luna Teague and I are doing the Let's Chat podcast. Luckily, I know what listeners like: dead air, awkward shuffling sounds, and chewing." And then I told it to my wife. She's like, "That's funnier than what you would write." And she's like, "I got oh, you." I'm damn. like, "Oh, oh we always, we're always we're always mean to each other. We're just like dicking around." I'm like, "No, that's true." Oh, we were like that too. Yeah, we're always just making fun. I was like, "No, that's true. I don't think I could write anything that funny. That's fucking hilarious." I like, I actually laughed at that. I was like, that's so. Aww, funny. You guys. That's so good. Thank you. It is pretty awesome. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the art of Twitter, but uh, people are. You're, you guys, but you guys just talk so much weird shit. With I think the art of Twitter is being as like the the most amoral piece of shit you can be. As far as I can tell, 
Well, it's like the Amy Schumer thing. It's just like, um, there's those idiots who just feel like women can't be funny. I don't understand it. It's stupid. We don't even have to get into it. Yeah. So I think when you are funny, it, it, it's, people aren't expecting it as much, and it hits twice as hard. I mean, I expected it, because I'm, like, not a fucking misogynist asshole. No, I get it, it. I really agree with that, and I fucking love it, too, because I feel like I'm the secret bomb of funny. Uh, I love to haul that shit out in, like, me- meetings at work, and, like, otherwise, in other words, like, totally appropriate places. My wife's um, like that. Like, she just doesn't come off, like, the vulgar type, and then when she drops, says something ridiculously vulgar or sexual it's oh dude when she it's so funny like, i can't even handle it i love it so much and like, i love people's reactions to it like oh, you said that it's the best yeah i think being funny has turned me into kind of an attention whore sometimes so like i try to remember okay okay bitch it's not all about you and then like some like somebody at work told me today you know you're really spontaneously funny and i was like oh my god yeah because like none of us are performers by trade, right? Like right. this is no, all just no. this is just no. the thing we do for the labor of love. Because it's yeah. Technically, I guess I'm a semi-pro actually... comedian. I'm in an improv comedy group, and we have been paid before. On That's a amazing. Of- are you um so um and so we're actually um we're pretty much a like nerd specific improv. Uh, I'll I'll cut back to where well this would be the part I put it back in. But so you guys are both uh, funny female and. Uh, one of you is a scientist, so you're just trying to piss off every misogynist asshole out there. Well, um, yes, uh, especially the Tim Hunts of the world uh, who assume that I'm falling in love uh, with everything in my lab and crying nonstop. <laughs> Women can be evil, too. Come on, guys. <laughs> crying, fall in love with Wasn't Hitchens crisis. a little bit of a dick? Oh, sure. Hitchens actually wrote that essay about why oh, women... Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that in that documentary, Women Aren't Funny. Like, he should have been better than that. Yeah, he he was quite... Oh, well, he died of cancer, right? <laughs> Take that, Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, you dead Who bastard. said women can't be funny? Sick cancer burn! <laughs> I think you get those from radiation treatment. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, cancer humor. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's good see, I think cancer is okay to joke about because everyone knows someone who has it by now, so it's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Cancer is so mainstream now. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's hip and cool. I, I like its earlier stuff before it sold out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm totally done with the pre-cancer stuff, the pre-cancer cells. <laughs> you know, they got, <laughs> it expanded too fast for me. Metastasis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all know someone who've had cancer or pre-cancer so more than okay yeah. or yeah the the pre-cancer like squamous cells on your cervix they have to have lasered off that's gotta suck how did you know i had that oh well i have <laughs> intuition i'm at doctor school so uh, they, uh, they teach you about the male cervix all the time yes um i can tell you this for certain with my doctor degree <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my favorite i actually got in an argument with a fellow co-worker who no longer works with me so i can talk i'll talk about it but he literally turned to me one time and said, women aren't funny because all they do is joke about women's issues. And then he went on the whole tirade about PC culture and how he doesn't care if he offends anyone. And then within five minutes got offended because I made a crack about Italians. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Italians, they're... I was like, seriously, yeah. dude? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I just argue with him like, I don't know, man. If a woman gets up on stage and is talking about eating a pizza, it's not a woman's issue pizza. He's like, you don't get it. 
So she yeah. eats it through her vagina. That's Ooh. that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's why it's a woman's issue. Things. Um, and she's just cramming it right up there. Anything that looks like a mouth that isn't a mouth always funny. Like when you draw on your hand, little make a little puppet thing. Totally. That's, oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, stuff. that's really insightful. That's great stuff. Um, man. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. And I, absolutely. Did, did I uh, miss anything? I'm. I wouldn't say I'm the best at this. Uh, oh, don't definitely the I'm, second best. I'm definitely like an amateur when it comes to being a guest on a podcast. So. I think you should really just give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Actually, in my comedy group, whenever we've done some podcasts, and uh, usually I make it my job to try and derail things as much as possible. Um. (laughs) Me too. I I actually, but then I'm the host, so I was like, damn. Sometimes I've had my favorite, like, you know, you should probably get back to certain things. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Or should I? Mm -hmm. Well, if you want, earlier when I was nervous about whether this would trigger social anxiety, um, and it didn't, as it turns out, but I I wrote down some topics when I was feeling a little nervous about it earlier. If you like, we can briefly circle back around to some of the shit I wrote down. I would love to read. I wrote down time bangers because I was a little too confident (laughs) that we were all going to get along too well. And then I actually started to panic beforehand. I was like, what if they're just funny (laughs) online? I I did this thing. I was like, what if they're just funny online and then they don't talk? But then I was like, I can, I've had that happen, so I was like, oh, I'll just edit it. So, right. Actually, want to know? I'll I'll tell you guys. I'll, I'll pull the curtain behind. In my head, I think every episode I want it to be thirty minutes, and I try to stretch out to thirty minutes. And if I can hit, if it hits thirty, I just stop and I just go until it's over. Because like, mm-hmm. I feel like I try for the first half hour, but but I don't know. I think I've done it enough now where I can just tell how it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. What did you write down? I I would love to see how uh what you okay. Thought. Um, I wrote down research and I circled it uh, because uh, I did a lot of research about uh, early modern English. Um, I think this is just a reflection of what a neurotic person I am, but uh, there's a, a decent amount of period dialogue in the book. And I actually went through line by line and made sure that all of the words in the period dialogue did not date from anywhere after like more than like 50 years after the setting of this book um using the rationale uh that if it you know within 50 years plus or minus something could have uh so i was using uh the oxford english dictionary which is of course marking when it first appeared in print so something could have been in common like uh verbal usage before that point so i used i just arbitrarily picked 50 years so Every word in the period dialogue has been vetted because um, because I'm mentally ill. <clears throat> hey, you know what, though? That is why those classic Simpsons episodes are so good, because they're stories of them sitting around and spending eight hours on a joke that's two seconds long. Like if Yeah, you... like, I hey. learned so much. Like, I spent two hours one night researching the history of ether, <laughs> um, and I ended up reading a bunch of, like, drug blogs and shit to find out what it feels like to be on ether (laughs) (laughs) you could have just took ether i guess but i think your way was probably smarter dude it's like super bad for you i think like it holds in your skull oh really i thought it just gave you brain damage well that too but yeah apparently like enough ether basically like you'll start to look like a gross old leper like so holding your skull might be a bit extreme more like holes in your scalp that show your skull through them well, that's just as fucking bad. Yeah, I don't know. When you said it, not yeah, that somehow sounds also, worse. Also, to me, that sounds like it should be a meth symptom. Whatever. Um, I also wrote down, what do we like to read? Oh, uh, me- hey, you should be hosting this. What do you guys like to read? That's a great question. 
You go first, Luna. Scientific literature. That's all I have time for. If you didn't, if you had time for leisure reading. Uh, time for leisure reading. I, I love um, kind of dark, scary shit um, that I shouldn't be reading because it freaks me out and I can't be alone in my apartment. The last thing I read was Pen Pal, um, which is the uh, the novel that came from that uh, dude on Reddit who wrote this uh, series of stories on creepypasta. And is that then about the Slender Man? No, it's not about Slender Man. I wish. It would probably have been less scary. Have you seen that, uh, that thing on Twitter about... Yeah, the Savaged by the Slender Man. I haven't checked it out, but I'm very curious. I mean, no. I don't think it could be good, but I like I like have to support it because I just so applaud the concept. And the reason I say it can't be good, like just for me, like I feel like uh, it would not be erotic for me. I'm not making a value judgment on the quality of the writing. Uh, just saying. But I mean, you're automatically a winner if you came up with the concept savaged oh, by the Slender Man. <laughs> so yes, uh, I, I enjoy a lot of fantasy and horror. Um... And what about you, I, uh, Ivory? Um, I actually like. Um, I was going to pull up my Goodreads because I was having trouble thinking of shit that I like to read. Um, I uh, I guess uh, let's see. I really loved the Magicians trilogy by Lev Groisman, which is. Uh, just really awesome. Uh, let's see. I also like to read, a, like, kind of embarrassing. Well, I shouldn't say embarrassing. I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to like edgier shit, but I like a lot of women's fiction. Like, there's this author named Leanne Moriarty uh, who writes kind of interesting. She's Australian, and she writes these, uh, I don't know, the kind of books where it's, like, three characters, and you don't know how they're connected at the beginning, and then through the course of the book, drama stuff. And, yeah, so I like shit like that. Um and I can't figure out how to log into my Goodreads. Do you guys read erotica at all? Or yes. Um, yeah, I actually do. I uh, I don't read as much erotica as I probably ought to. Actually, one of the authors I really liked who kind of got me into erotica. So like after we came up with the idea, hey, we should write this time bangers thing. We were like, maybe we should try reading some erotica one day. I already uh, read Fifty Shades of Grey by that point, and uh, probably like a lot of people that were horny teenage <laughs> girls at some point in their lives, I read a lot of romance novels because there were descriptions of boners in them. Popsicle um, boners. Yeah. Yes, delicious popsicle boners. How disappointed were you when you saw your first boner and it wasn't a popsicle? You'd be like, huh, why is this it not was, freezing? <laughs> well, I mean, it was sort of like slightly melted, if you get my point, sort of listing to the left. <laughs> oh my god i want to I, I don't even know how to react that's uh, that, i want to like take out that audio place and play that all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's incredible oh oh i just finished orphan train a while back <laughs> orphan train. oh god i fucking love shit about orphans you tell me something's got a kid with no parents in it i will read the shit out of that god i love orphans it was probably not a fantasy what? What? Sorry. <laughs> Most people no, I, I literally didn't hear you. Oh yeah, I, well, I totally had a thing about wanting to be an orphan. Oh yeah, oh, me too. I'm I'm permanently estranged from my family, by the way, just for the record. So I'm not being super mean or anything. Wow, that's <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I don't, so I don't mean to laugh to... at that. I just don't know how to react. Oh no, um, you absolutely got. You have to because uh, why? Why would you not? I mean, right? seriously. No, no. Um, yeah, so like if I running a train on some orphans. Cool. What is orphan train erotica? Is it about running a train on orphans? <laughs> it's not erotica. 
What the shit? Oh. It's just about orphan murder. Oh, oh murder. That's good too. Orphan yeah. erotica murder? No, it's not erotic. It's just murder. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is I find murder erotic. erotic so yes. Should I, just... should, should I go? Should I go to a hospital? How does that work? The Dawson's Creek people just walked through the living room on uh, their way outside to have a break um, from their podcast. They're like, your podcast and... sounds way more masculine than ours. <laughs> All this murder ran up in this Erotica piece. murder? Come it's on. It's not erotic. It's murder. Well, then you can... That should be the slogan for somebody's podcast. Well, then I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> oh, totally. But like, so it wouldn't be hard to make a murder she wrote erotica because then, you know. Oh, and it exists is the thing. Um, the most upsetting uh, erotica we found was um, the Andy Griffith thing where, uh, like, who was it that found the dirty movie? Was it Opie? Opie yes, finds, Opie finds the dirty movie. And then Andy. his dad watches it with him. Oh, yeah, it's a Vant B. Yeah. Aunt B? Aunt May? Yes. Somebody's aunt? Yeah. The anyway, old... She, um, she, it was from her time in the 1920s when she was a hot flapper chick. And then her old ass arrives to find Andy and Opie watching her old stag film. And then they proceed to have sex. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Really upsetting shit. What else did you have written on that cool piece of paper? (laughs) Okay, let's see here. Um, if you can't think of what to say, plug Creek of the Week. Um, Oh, another uh, one of the uh, things I wrote down was, what kind of things do you find funny? Um, as just a general, yeah, well, bodily humors. Oh, <laughs> you're a nightmare person. Um, <laughs> I love when people ask those questions and then you give them the most broad answer, but like jokes. Next question, <laughs> like uh... I don't know, but I know it when I see it. Not clowns. Oh, oh God, yeah. totally. I just love The Simpsons so much. I just have to say that uh, Luna's jokes are worse than my little dog's jokes, and her jokes are pretty bad. Your dog can talk? What the fuck? Your cat (laughs) can't? Oh, my God. Uh, My cat uh, talks a lot. Yeah, mine too. We have a complex set of mythology surrounding our dog. Like, um, At our house, we have this thing called animal humor that if somebody wants to make a pun that's, like, so fucking bad, it's just, like, unforgivable, then we just, like, say that the dog made the joke. And so, like, it has evolved into this really complex mythology uh, surrounding her. So, like, the other day, the dog made the observation, <clears throat> my husband, uh, that, <laughs> oh, well, if tuna is the chicken of the sea then chicken is the tuna of the land. And I was like, oh my God, shut up. You're the tuna of the land. And so since then, there's been this nonstop, like just run of jokes about being the tuna of the land. And the other day I got a text message that was like a picture of a beach and a fish. And I was like, oh, 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 fucking tuna of the land. Jesus. (laughs) Oh man, now you're going to have to get a a picture of a chicken on a beach dressed as Jesus to top that. (laughs) Yes. Now that's ironic. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not a homosexual, but the only person in history I'd probably want to sleep with because I'd hate it so much would be Fred Phelps. I don't know where I'd th- I just thought of that, totally. if I should say it. Oh, that'd be oh so absolutely, sure that. Yeah, yeah, I just the thought about that. The contribution of the Phelps family to uni- the United States has been basically just promoting uh, the First Amendment because if they can say the most vile, hateful shit imaginable – then that means we still have free speech, at least. Hey, man, when the KKK has to distance themselves from you... Right? You, I, then, I, then I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess but yeah, let's not mince words. They are pieces of shit. Oh, oh, and I hate the Klan. 
I don't. I wish oh, I didn't oh, have oh, to say that. Man uh, and the Westboro Baptists. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Oh yeah, the Westboro Baptists have actually succeeded in uniting people from disparate backgrounds in their loathing against them. The Westboro Baptists. Well, they're literally a cult. There's a documentary on them. There's only like 19 of them or something. Yeah, right? yeah, actually, all of them except uh, one are related. A, a few of them have escaped, and yeah, they're they're not one of those groups that likes to recruit other people. In fact, they basically hate everyone who isn't them, much like Cersei Lannister. <laughs> okay. Well, she says that in the show. Is that Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone who isn't us is an enemy. Also, incest. That probably happens. I just feel like you guys and my wife are like would all get along too well. Oh, maybe we can find a convention to go to in the uh, Rhode Island type area. Rhode Island, Connecticut, something around there. Absolutely. Um, Well, where can people find your stuff online? Because my wife calls herself a podcast widow. When I do a bunch of the week, <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's 9.30. I should probably go say hi to her. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. Um, so you can find us online at uh, timebangers.com. Uh, we also each have an author website, ivorykirk.com. Uh, I-V-E-R-Y, because I'm being fucking edgy with that shit. Also, I'm not made of dead elephant potty parts, so... Um, I mispronounced that, and it came out saying potty parts, like toilet parts. <laughs> and now I'm embarrassed. But, um, so anyway... Uh, honestly, though, I think we've been most active on Twitter. Uh, so you can check us out at ivorykirk.com. And I also bought the domain I-V-O-R-Y, so it's okay. You'll get there. I-V-E-R-Y-K-I-R-K.com. Lunatig, L-U-N-A-T-E-A-G-U-E.com. And we're just at Lunatig and at Ivory Kirk on Twitter. And we also have an at Timebangers account. And uh, if you have tweeted anything in the last, like, two weeks about Time Hump Chronicles uh, from Origins of the New Black, you've probably heard from me. I actually got blocked by somebody earlier because I tweeted to her about Timebangers. Hey, that's <laughs> really? Genius. Our first block. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I actually tweeted to her and said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be obnoxious. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Um, you are uh, wel- welcome back anytime you guys want to come on. Um, if you even make like a little audio clip, like I could put it up in front of different episodes to help promote your book. Like whatever. You oh, that need. is so awesome of you. Yeah, no, like um, yeah, please come back because I. It's just nothing more fun than having people like who are fun to come back. And um, anytime you guys are welcome on. Um, I think I can definitely say I would love to. Um, I had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, yeah, me too. This is one of the ones where I'm walking out. I was like, oh, I don't want it to end. <laughs> there's some Aww. There's some where I like are fun, and then there's some like, oh, God, is this over? When will this be over? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's and, – it, and another uh, – yeah, I've been trying to have more diverse audience because, like, wow, I've had a lot of white dudes on here. That, <laughs> that was not on purpose, but that definitely happened. I, I think and now you've had some white women. Or, or maybe set some traps. What? More traps. Oh, awesome. Well, have a good rest of your night, and then I'll uh, I'll let you know. Shut up, Luna. He's trying to end the podcast. Shut up, honey. (laughs) No, you guys are so great. Uh, You guys will definitely come back, and uh, I'll let you know when it goes up. All right. Thank you. Celebratory fist punches. Woo woo woo.